Hello everybody and happy Thursday. It is Thursday. That means it's another episode of the From the Heart podcast. And as always, I am Nadia Rivers. And I am William Rivers. And before we get too deep off into what we have planned for today's episode, um, let me take the time out to say that our hearts, our thoughts, prayers, and deepest sympathies are with the Bryant family and the loss of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, as well as the other seven people um, that were involved in that horrific helicopter accident. Just wanted to put that out there because that has um, deeply touched the lives of everybody across the nation. Um, Kobe Bryant, as well as his daughter, were both well-known And it is just a hurtful, hurtful, tragic event. So please know that the hearts of us here on the From the Heart podcast are definitely with the families that are grieving right now. Yes, yes, I can. It's a sad situation. And and I guess it it touches here because it was such a well-known person who has touched a lot of many people. Um, I want to do something that I don't normally do on our live. So, I just want to start off with a little prayer. Father God, I come to you today on this beautiful day. Thanking you for life. Thanking you for love and health. Thank you for my beautiful wife. Thank you for this podcast that we do each week. Father God, I just pray that you be in the midst that you let your spirit comfort us and lead and guide us things that we need to say that may touch someone somewhere in some kind of way. We ask you to bless our listeners, our friends, everyone across the world. But ask you to bless our podcast that it may be a positive thing to people that goes through everyday life. Once again, I ask Father God to be with us, guide our thoughts and our minds and our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Um, Thank you for that prayer. And it's something that we don't do, but we should do because as Christians, you know, we were brought up and taught that God should be the head and the forefront of everything that we do. He's the head of our relationship, so... You know, he definitely should be the head and the forefront of this podcast, especially when we're approaching the sensitive topics, because a lot of things go um, unsaid or swept under the rug because it's such a sensitive topic and nobody wants to say anything to step on anybody's toes or offend anybody. So we definitely, definitely should keep God in the midst. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that prayer. Now to switch gears a little bit, um, in lieu of our last podcast episode, the topic was communication. If you guys have not heard it, um, please go back and listen to it. Um, It is live on Anchor as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, We are live on all your major um, podcast platforms. It's from the heart podcast on every platform so you can listen to it from your phone your computer 
um, you know, whatever. Just just make sure you listen to it. Check us out. Because I feel like, you know, uh, last week's topic was very, very insightful because we talked about communication um, and how important it is to express yourself, how important it is to listen, to be dedicated um, to your spouse or your partner or what have you. So in lieu of that topic from last week, I thought it would be kind of fun if we played a little game that was kind of centered around communications. It's nothing special, just um, 20 questions. And it'll help you guys, the listeners, get to know us better. Because I know y'all hear us every week. You know our names because we introduce ourselves every week. You know our voices. Um, But do you really, really know us? So I figured it'd be fun to just do a question and answer um, game. So are you down? Yes. Are you excited? You ready? I am nervous (laughs) because I don't know what to expect or what these questions are, but... Well, it's not going to be anything too gut-wrenching. It's just going to be some basic uh, relationship questions. Answer them as honestly as you can. You know, that's one thing that we always uh, value in our relationship, and that's honesty. Um, and it, it shouldn't be nothing nothing too, too terrible. But we'll just uh, go ahead and get it done real quick, and then we'll get into today's topic. Um, okay, so your first question is what are some annoying habits of other couples that irritate you the most? The disrespect, the um, fussing, and I mean, I know relationships you're gonna fuss and argue, but publicly, public, publicly disgracing each other, embarrassing each other, and fighting, those, that gets me. Okay. Next question. What kind of parent do you think you'll be? And that's, that's really a sensitive topic because we don't have kids yet. But, you know, maybe in the near future. So what kind of parent, what kind of father do you think you'll be? I'm going to be an awesome father. I, I think I got a feeling I'm going to be kind of strict because of the things that are going on in the world today. And I don't I mean, I know is inevitable that they're going to be brought to it in some form of fashion because they're not going to be around me or you 24 hours a day. But I want to teach them. So I think I'm going to be able to get there. Would you say that me as your wife, that I understand how you're feeling? Oh, most definitely. Five years, huh? I better understand <laughs> No, 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, but five years of marriage, though, is what I mean. Right. So, the two of us are hitting the great outdoors. How would you prefer to spend the day? Um, with me and you, just me and you alone. Um, I mean, doing stuff we like, um, having a picnic. Um, laying on our blanket or whatever, looking at stars. Hmm. Just enjoying outdoors. So, if you can ask me anything and have me answer truthfully, what would you ask me? Hmm.
<laughs> Anything. If I had to ask you a question right now, you're starting a new process in your life with dreads. With locks. Dreadlocks. No, just locks. With locks. Is it just a phase or are you really embracing it? Well, that's your question. I mean, do I have to answer? No, I'm kidding. Um, I would definitely say it's a little bit of both because when it started out, it was a phase. Yes, I am locking my hair. Um, and when I first started, it was a phase. It was just something I felt like I could do, you know, to have something done to my hair. And it was kind of, you know, cute looking. I like the way they look, so why not? But as I go on this journey... I feel like I'm really going to discover um, my self-love and my beauty and just get back to, to knowing who I am. So I feel like it started off as a phase, but it's going to be something that as time goes on that I'm going to embrace. Does that make any sense? All right. All right. Um, so if you could plan a special day. For us, just me and you, what will we do? We would go out, have dinner in the movie. I mean, do something we, we, we got accustomed to that we didn't do recently. Like, go to a nice concert. Yeah, I love concerts. Because <laughs> we, we didn't talk on that recently. Mm-hmm. Yep, because we went to go see the, um, oh, help me. You remember the last one we went and saw when we were in Biloxi, Mississippi, and we stayed at the IP, and we got, oh, the Commodores. Commodores. Oh, my God, yes. And they sung my song, Nice Hill. I love that song. You remember your wife was down at the stage, because they were singing Brick House, and I thought I was the Brick House. They couldn't <laughs> tell me nothing. <laughs> hey, it was fun time. Fun time. Oh, it was so much fun. Okay, your next question. All right, uh, do you remember the first thing you said to me? Yes. Well, let me be more specific. Do you remember the first thing you said to me when we first saw each other? Yes, I do. Because I remember um, I was living at Eagles Landing. Phoenix City, Alabama. Phoenix City, Alabama, yeah. And you came all with them, Auburn, Lochapoca. And when you came up, I was in my room. And when I came out, I said, you are so beautiful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was what you said. All right. Your last question. And then it's my turn to be in the hot seat. But would you lie to make me happy? And where would you draw the line? No, I wouldn't lie. Because of some fact that if I tell one lie to keep you, to make you happy, when something else arrives around the same situation, I got to tell another lie. The lies mm-hmm. keep coming and coming, so I really tell the truth up front. And we work it out. And I appreciate that. I appreciate knowing, like, no matter what, that you're going to be open and 100% honest with me. 
And that's just one of the simple things that I love about you and our relationship. Okay. Your turn. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Okay. <sighs> All right. First question. What is the relationship deal breaker for you? Um, a relationship deal breaker would definitely have to be um, lying or cheating or anything that breaks that trust that I have for you. Because I feel like once that trust is broken, like it's super, super hard to get back to that space. It's super hard to gain that trust back and get back on the same page. So yeah, that's good answer. Good answer. Okay, second question. Oh, <laughs> what was the best moment in our relationship so far? Definitely our wedding. Definitely, because people, like, the people close to us know, like, what we went through when we got married and just the months and days leading up to our wedding. And I kind of turned into a little bit of a bridezilla. Not really. I just I just wanted what I wanted. And, you know, people like the, um, the flower lady canceled at the last minute. So we were YouTubing and making our own bouquets and boutonnieres. And uh, we were doing everything. But just that moment to see it all come together. And it was how I pictured. And to see you crying when I walked down in my dress. It, yeah, it, it definitely has to be the wedding. Oh, I was crying? Yeah, you were crying. I remember making your, um, your croissants. No, my what bouquet. It, bouquet, that's what it's called. Yeah, you Forgive did make me. my bouquet. All right. What is one area in your life where you feel like something is missing? Um, definitely, like, when it comes to, like, me being successful, I'm a writer, and I already published one book, and I have ideas for, like, several others that I feel like I need to get back on top of and keep working on and keep publishing. Um me graduating from college which hopefully by the end of this month I'm in my last class so you guys prayerfully I'll be graduating from college finally um but yeah just just me being successful because I look at other people my age and they're doing so much like I know people that I graduated high school with that have master's degrees and you know their dream jobs and you know living their purpose and I feel like I have a purpose and I just feel like I need to live my life and embrace what it is that I'm supposed to do. Sorry, I know that was long and drawn out and crazy, but like seriously, that's that's how I feel. No, I, was, I mean that's the answer. I was expecting something else, but hey, that was the answer. Oh, and then and uh, something else I feel like missing out of my life is just the chance at motherhood. Like I want to be a mom, so you know. But that's out of our control. We, we pray for it and we do what we can. So. Okay. Moving on to the next question. Do you think I can be both your best friend and your lover? Oh, absolutely. You are my best friend. and my, you're, you're my everything. My best friend, my lover, my man, my husband. So, yeah, the answer to that question is absolutely. Provider, protector. It, uh, all of the above. So, absolutely. 
Would you rather me cook your breakfast in bed or can or can I let dinner? I don't like eating in my bed. So I mean the whole breakfast in bed thing is romantic. It's cute. But me personally, I don't like eating in my bed. So I'm more of a candlelight dinner person because that's romantic. It's sensual. Your candles burning. Yeah, candlelight dinner. <laughs> Cause I remember the one time I did bring you breakfast in bed. By the time I got back to the kitchen, you was behind me coming to the table. I got up out the bed to go sit at yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't like eating in my bed. Like that's just I don't know if it's called a pet peeve or what or what. But yeah, food in my bed is a no no. Okay. Would you rather travel around the world or have a family? Gosh, um, I can't have both. I can't have a family and take my family around the world. <laughs> um, I guess if I had to choose one, I would say have a family. Cause I mean, that's, that's what I want. I'm married. So I feel like we should have kids and a dog and a picket fence and yeah. So a family. Okay. Now. Would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of family and friends? Well, when you proposed to me, um, we were in front of family. And then um, I ended up having a call, my mom and dad. But in front of family, because I feel like that's something that you need to celebrate. It's a beautiful time. You need to have people around you to embrace it, to to be happy to celebrate with you. So definitely in front of family. Okay. Now, would you rather be known for your intelligence or your good looks? My intelligence, because as a writer, you know, people, when they buy my book, and I have a book on Amazon, have to put my own plug in. It's called Through the Fire by Nadia Nicole. But anyway, when people buy my books, they're reading my words, whether they know what I look like or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, intelligence. Okay. This next question, though, it can get a little deep, but hey, it's on here, so here you go. What would you define as cheating? Um... Well, of course, I'll say, you know, cheating is the obvious, the physical interaction with somebody other than the person that you're, you're with. I mean, that's that's the obvious. But I also feel like, you know, a lot of people sit there and be like, well, um, I didn't sleep with them, so it wasn't cheating. We just went out. We just um, hung out or whatever. But I feel like anytime you have to go behind your mate's back, whether it's male or female, and do something that you know that will not make them happy or that they will not approve of is cheating. I agree. But um, that's the same as listening and everything. It's like, Bob said, you thought about it in your mind and your heart. It's just worse than doing it. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay. Question 10. Let me see which one of these is going to be right quick. I'm going to go with this one. What's the one thing about me 
you'd like to change. And it is funny because as I'm sitting here looking, y'all, you you guys, you, my, our listeners cannot see this list of questions. But as we're going down this list, it's about four questions at the bottom. It's a list of 23 questions. And both of us have it and we're looking at it. And as we're looking at it, I just know when he said, let me see which question I'm going to pick in my mind. I'm like, he going to pick that one. And he did not disappoint. I guess we're just that in tune that I knew you were going to pick that question. Um, But if I had to change anything about you, uh, let's see. Well, I, I, I would change. And this might not be the answer you were looking for or hoping for. But I would definitely change your health situation. Because me being your wife, like, I want to be superwoman. And I hate to see you hurting. I hate to see you sick. So, me being wifey, like, I want to take all that away from you. Like, I have even told you, like, I just wish I could touch your knee and make your knee stop hurting. Or if I had the magic antidote to take away your diabetes or your, you know, whatever. So, that's, that's one thing that I would change. And I feel like that's something... We do have the power to change. Then we're just going to have to work at it together and get to, you know, where both of us should be health-wise. And that's something that um, I think is doable. But that that's what I would change about you. Because I want you around for a long time. I want you to see the future and our kids and our grandkids and, and so forth and so on. So I, ne- I need you here. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that was fun, and like I said, it just kind of tied in last week's episode because it was about communication, so we were able to open up to communicate with each other live on our podcast with our listeners, um, and, and to give you guys like some insight about us and who we are and how we think and how we operate. So, now that we've done doing, we've gotten done doing that, now comes the meat and potatoes of this podcast episode. As you guys know from last episode, my husband chose this week's topic. And this week's topic is outside influences. Outside influences. And just listening to those words, you may not think to yourself that outside influences are a big deal. Or you may be in a relationship where you turn to outside influences and don't even realize that you're doing it and that it's causing a problem. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to, we're going to put it all out there. Outside influences, it can come from many different areas or sources. So as we go through this podcast, we're going to go down a list and we're going to touch on each one separately. And the first one we got down. Well, before you go, before you go down your list, I mean, what are outside influences? Like, let's just give a brief um, synopsis of what we're about to be talking about because somebody might not understand what outside, what we mean when we say outside influences. Okay, well, to me, outside influences is anyone, anything, any tool. That can touch or change the outcome of your relationship or manipulate your relationship, whether it be husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. It can be between family. 
But if someone can come in and manipulate how you feel about that situation, that person, that's an outside influence. Sometimes it'll be negative, sometimes it'll be positive. It's up to you how you allow that influence to manage you or control your situation. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I I agree and I really like one key term that you use and that's manipulation. And like you say, the manipulation can be on a negative aspect, it can be a positive aspect. But I feel like to me, outside influences, um, is anything or anybody that you feel like you have to turn to other than the person that you're with. Cause I think I said it last last week a little bit, touched on it a little bit. But when you're in a relationship, whether you're married, whether whatever stage you're in, whether you're boyfriend, girlfriend, dating, whatever, I feel like that relationship is between two people. And anything, when you go outside of the walls of your marriage or your relationship, anything that you include is an outside influence. So, let's go down this list. My husband has... He has composed a list of outside influences that he, you know, that he thought about when he thought of the words outside influences. And I see that the first thing on your list is parents. So let's talk about how parents can be an outside influence. Okay, now, we all know our parents want the best for us. They want what they feel is the right person or companion for us. So if you're going to a relationship with a person that your parent don't feel right for you, they're gonna try to do tell you things to deter you away from that person. Now, don't get mad at me or don't get upset. Cause I know your mom recently passed a couple years ago and pause, pause, pause. But I will say this, when we created this podcast, we agreed to be transparent. We agreed to talk about it, to get it out, so that it can help somebody along the way. So whatever's about to come out of your mouth, I am not going to get mad about, because I know the situation. I went through the situation just like you did. So if it helps somebody else, we're going to talk about it. So there's no, you don't have to say, I hope you don't get mad, or I'm sorry, or none none of that. None of that. We're going to be transparent, and at the end of the day, guess what? We're going to be good. So, continue. Okay. Your mom, when she brought you up, she raised you, she worked two or three different jobs to make sure you were provided for and make sure you had what you need. That's true. So, when you got older and to that point where to find your, your husband or your mate, she wanted to have find a doctor, a professional, and not necessarily a doctor or a professional. Because I will say this, she raised me to the point where I didn't have to rely on anybody else, especially a man, to take care of me. But at the same time, like you said before, like each parent wants their child to have the best out of life. They don't want to see their child struggling. They don't want to see their child hurt. They don't want to see their child 
with anything other than the best and happiness out of life. And my mom and even my dad, um, both, you know, we're the same way. We're the same way. Now, I will say this. Some of their approaches have been, you know, a little rough around the edges. But at the same time, I feel like it was it was meant for the best. Because, I mean, while we're talking about it, like, in all honesty, we'll propose, we were together November 2010. We first met November 2010. William proposed to me February 2011. And we didn't get married until December of 2014, three years later. And a big part of it probably all of that was my mom in my ear because she was telling me like hey you know you guys don't need to rush you need to um you know wait get your finances situated y'all need to sit down and you know take take your time take things slow and here I am in this relationship I'm falling in love with you you know, I'm here, I'm here for it, I'm here for the wedding, I'm here for everything, but because my mom was like, hey, 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 I don't think y'all need to do this, y'all need to do this, then it's kind of like, well, maybe she's right, and then the fact was, you know, I wanted a wedding, so until we could afford to pay for a wedding, that was another excuse, but now, you know, since we're talking about it, it really just boiled down to my mom in my ear telling me not to proceed with the wedding right away, not to jump into a marriage right away. And like I say, you know, it may not even have been anything personal because you know for yourself, you know, where we were before my mom died, then my mom was crazy about you. My mama loved you. You were her, she didn't call you her son-in-law. You were her son. And she loved you. And my dad is the exact same way now. But we kind of had to get him to this place. And like I say, it just... But I just went out touched on that to just say that it's okay to listen to your parents, but you, they can't control your happiness. Because in the end, you're the person, you're the one in that relationship with that other person. So it... Like I said, take advice, soak in what they're telling you, and keep it as a guide in your mind. But you can't let that run your relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving right along, I see the next outside influence you want to touch on is kids. Yes. Well, I'll start because I really don't know this much about this topic except what I have noticed in other relationships but I have noticed that when you're in a relationship with a person who has kids from an outside relationship that it tends to put a strain on the current relationship you know what I mean like mm-hmm. is that where you were going with? I, don't, I don't know talk about it talk about it well I'm gonna talk about cause your kids may not like the person yeah and like I said it, if they're from a different a different guy, they're gonna always feel that this guy don't measure to, the, to their dad. But as a parent, you can't base your happiness 
off how your kids feel about this person because this person is gonna if this person don't everything make you happy as a woman and they respect okay. you and love you you got a time to tell your kid hey stay in your place and I feel like too like it comes a time when you have to have that conversation especially when you have older kids adult kids if you will um it comes a time when you have to sit down with your kids and be like hey you know I know you may not like my partner you may not like the person that I'm with but this person makes me happy this person loves me for me this is who I'm gonna be with so I need you to take the back seat and not only take the back seat but you need to respect this person because this person's not going anywhere and I, I really hate to see and I really hate to think about like parents losing their relationships with their kids because the kids don't want to mold themselves to the thought of being one happy one big happy family with this person but when it all boils down to it i mean who do you choose do you choose the person that you may be madly in love with can spend the rest of your life with or do you choose your adult child and i have a personal experience with this situation because like right now my mom she was the guy i'm not gonna give a name because that's it's not important to the name of the guy, but at first, I didn't like this guy because of how my sister felt. My sister felt about him, or how my nieces feel feel about him. But and then not only that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but not only because of how somebody else felt about this guy, but to think about it, your mom had six kids. You were the only boy. You were the man in your mama's life. You know what I mean? You were the man. And I hate to say it, you spoil right. But, you know, that's just the relationship that you have with your mom. So then it kind of had to be like, well, wait, you know, my mama got a, a man, man. Like, she's in a relationship. Like, I can, but you have to realize that you can still be her son and have the mother-son relationship. And she can still have her relationship, too. Yeah, and as I got to, as I, as I still back, because... This my this my mom and, and her friend, so she's happy. He he's doing he's he doing something right. She's happy with him. She's still with him, going on almost four years now. So I had to step back, and as I stepped back and got to know the guy, he's an all right fella. And what happened? And then you and that fella kind of built a relationship. He calls you son. son. You know, he'll do anything he can for you. You know, and I have witnessed that firsthand. You know. Yeah. So, so he's like I said, so I had to I had to step in and not cross those boundaries. I had to respect my mom's decision of the person you wanna be with. And like I said, as I got to know him, he's alright. Yeah. He's a good he's a good person. And he loved my mom. I know that. He loved my mom. So in the end, that's what matters. So I could have stayed in in my mama ear, and, and he ain't no good for you. He ain't, he ain't doing he ain't doing that. But it's not my place. It's about your happiness, my mom's happiness. What I'm talking about. I mean, and that goes for. I mean, but I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for talking about it. Um, but it goes to any mom out there who may have kids from a previous relationship. 
or anybody who's entering in a relationship where there's kids. You have to kind of set these boundaries to begin with, especially when you have younger children. We touched on you, and but see, you were an adult when your mom got with this guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, But for people that are jumping in relationships, um, when there are other, there, there's younger kids involved, you have to establish these boundaries and you have to set rules and regulations ahead of time. Because, for example, you know, um, my dad and my stepmom got married the year before we did. And my stepmom has two girls and my dad has three kids. So here we are, you know, having to figure out how to mesh this family and become one. It, it wasn't hard, let me say that, because my stepmom and step siblings are absolutely wonderful. I love them to pieces. But, you know, we each had to kind of figure out that boundary. Like, I know what lines not to cross with my stepmom. And because I respect her enough to not do that, we have a happy life. You know, I can call my stepmom right now and talk to her. You know, we talk on the phone. She takes care of me just like I'm her daughter. When my mom passed, she was right there. You know, she, my stepmom has opened up her house to me, to us. You know, and it just, it's all about establishing those boundaries. Even as, um, even as a young child, I knew, I knew my boundaries because my mom taught us what you're not going to do is disrespect your elders. And I hear kids these days, they curse their mom friends out and stuff. And I'm like, my mom wouldn't have tolerated that from the jump. Anyway, as a child, my mom and my dad, they separated when I was young. I was young. So my mom had guy friends when I was younger. But I, if I did, if I didn't like what it was, something about that person, I kept it to myself. Or I would talk to my mom personally. I want, I want to explain that to her in front of that guy. Come on, knock my teeth out for disrespecting my, her friend like that. Like I say, it's all about respect. That respect uh, episode that we did the first, second week. It's all about respect and it's all about establishing boundaries. And that goes along with your next topic or your next um, point. When I, I see you have written aunts, uncles, cousins. I really can't talk about that because my aunts, uncles, and cousins have been chill since the beginning of time. No. But I feel like that that I could talk about it because somebody out there might be having a problem with their aunt, uncle, or cousin. Now, one of your cousins love me. Well, both, both of them love me, but one of them was skeptical. And the other one, like, if you're happy, she happy. No, hun. In actuality, both of them were skeptical. When I first got with you, both of them were skeptical. But at the same time, the reason why I say I didn't have a problem is because they were skeptical, and but they said what they said to me. And it was never a, we're going to try to intervene, we're going to try to get in between, we're going to try to be an outside influence. It was just kind of like, hey, I said what I said and move right along. You know, and, but it just goes along with kids. You know, when you're in a relationship, you have to establish these boundaries. You have to establish these boundaries. And me, 
you know, one thing that I said when we first got together, and I think I pretty much stuck to it, like, even now, like, I told you, if we're going to be together, I'm not going to let anybody disrespect you. Point blank, period. I don't care what part of the family you belong to. This is my husband. So you need to respect him. You need to respect our relationship. And you you have always done that. I can, I can give you that. I have stood by that. I didn't care if it was mom, dad, whoever, friend, whoever. You know, I feel like if we're going to be together, and that goes for anybody. That goes for anybody. When you're in a relationship, that person should take the highest priority. And I told you that. I was like, you know what? I understand. You know, you're a little bit of a mama's boy. You love your mama. But at the same time, when you take on a wife, your wife comes first. I felt like I should have been first. And I had to sit there and tell you that. And once I told you that, you told me you're right. And I never had a problem. In the 10 years that we've been together, I've never had a problem. My in-laws are awesome as heck anyway. But I've never had a problem. <laughs> and they love you. They do. My mother-in-law calls me her sugar foot. I love to hear her say that. We all talk on the phone and she be like, where my sugar foot at? I love her. I love her to death. But there's never been a problem because we established those boundaries. We said, hey, you know what? From the beginning, this is what you're not going to do. You're not going to allow your folks to talk to me any kind of way. They're not going to come up in my house or my space to tell me what to do in mine. Right. They're going to respect me just like I talk to them like they got sense and they're human beings. They're going to talk to me and treat me like I'm a human being. And that, that's all it is. I feel like the whole thing with outside influences is establishing boundaries. Right. I agree. And you have to do that within your relationship. You have to sit down with your boyfriend or with your husband or with your wife or girlfriend and say, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. That goes back to last week's episode of communication. Have y'all seen how all these topics tie in together and they just weave this beautiful blanket that's called a relationship? But it goes back to what we were talking about last week. You have to be willing to say, hey, this is bothering me. This is bothering me. I don't like this. I don't like, hey, you know, I would appreciate it if this didn't happen. Or I would appreciate it if we did it this way. It's all about communication. And you have to establish those boundaries up front, too. That's another point. You have to establish those boundaries up front. You can't wait until you're one, two, three, four years or so on in a relationship and this stuff has been going on since forever, and now you want to speak up about it. This is something that you have to establish as soon as you walk into the door. Like, hey, I know you got kids, you know, and I'm, I respect your kids and love them like my own, but I need your kids to respect me. Right. I, I need your kids, not saying your kids got to adopt me as their parent or they got to do whatever, but... I, I would like that level of respect to be there. That's something that you have to establish straight out the gate. Right. Straight out the gate. And we can go on to our next bullet. Friends. Now, <clears throat> now this one can be tricky. Well, it's no, it's no trickier than the rest of them because friends is a good source as well. 
But you got to determine what's their ulterior motive for intervening. Are there are are they intervening because they want what's best for you, or do they have other motives? Are they scheming on what you got because they want it? So you got to make a decision whether. And you gotta you gotta keep that out from the jump. And just watch. Sit back and look and learn and observe. Another thing, you know, when it comes to friends, and I will say this, you know, um, because I, I've been there with my friends, with our friends. Um, you know, we established that when we got together, there were it was gonna be no new friends. Like the Drake song said, no new friends. But that that's a legit topic and people don't realize. You know what I'm saying? Like when you we're dealing with these same people, these same females, these same guys, I know them. I'm comfortable with them. I know each of their little quirks and what makes them tick or whatever. But then you come with this whole new person. I don't know this person. This person is a stranger. Why is he or she talking to you? What does he or she want? Because, you know, we went through it with my best friend. She's my best friend now. And she will be featured on next week's podcast episode, by the way. Um, But her name is Tashandra. And I went through that with her. Because when we first got together, you and her were talking, like, quite regularly. And it was an outside influence. You know, my mom had told me from the beginning. I I don't know. I don't know how, how to feel about her. I don't know. She come over here, you know, she be, we'll be talking to her and they, they, they do this and they do that and they do this. I don't know if she could be trusted. I don't know, you know, Uh putting all these bugs in my ear. So then I'm sitting there thinking like, dang, she right. She right. I'm, I'm supposed to be the woman. You know, why is he running talking to her? Who is she? Not knowing that my husband and his female, and I've heard this question brought up plenty of times before. But um, as a matter of fact, I, I was reading on social media not too long ago um, that said when you're in a relationship, you know, women particularly, can your spouse or can your boyfriend have female friends? And I know a lot of the um, comments were like, hell no, no, definitely not. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? I I believe so because my husband has two that he's been friends with over 10 years, probably going on 20 years by now. They have been friends. But see, the thing is with my husband, he welcomed me into the circle. It wasn't my husband was going off with them, doing whatever they were doing behind my back, or he was talking to them on the phone late night, early morning. It wasn't nothing like that. It was, hey, this has been my friend since the 90s. I call her my sister. You know, I, I love her. Y'all be friends. And I actually went at my now friend sideways because I went at her with the mindset that she was doing something with my boyfriend at the time. And <laughs> the chick pretty much told me to get my life together because she didn't want him. They had been friends so long, and if she wanted them, she could have had them by now. Whatever. But it, it was funny. Me and her sit back, and we laugh about that now. And now she's my best friend as well as his best friend. 
but it was the way you handled the situation. You weren't sneaking off, like I say, doing whatever y'all were doing. It was an inclusive thing. It was like, well, hey, you know, I'm letting you know up front. I got these two friends. You know, they've been my friends since forever. I don't, I'm not sexually attracted to them. You know, I don't, you know, nothing, it was nothing like that. Cobra, me and Cobra been friends since we started working at Video Warehouse in 99. So, you, you, you know how many years that's been? That's, oh, that's like 21, 22 years. To Sandra, we've been friends like 2003, 2004. But see, like I say, it was, it, it, it worked out. Because you were the type of man where you were upfront and honest about it. You told me. Then they gave me the opportunity to say, okay, I want to be friends with them or I don't want to be friends with them or I want to see what they're doing. Yeah. And my friend, she's the type of friend. We, we, Tashandra, since you mentioned the names, Tashandra is the God-fearing friend. And see, you and I even had an issue. Um, because I talked to her about everything. And I didn't realize that some of the stuff that I was talking to her about, you know, was a little private or may have hurt your feelings at the time or whatever. But I had to tell you, like, hey, this is this is my sister. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any sisters that I talk to about everything. And I can call this girl today and I can talk to her about anything under the sun. But I know for a fact that her motives are pure, for one. And that when she gives me advice, it's going to be genuine. I care about you. I want to help you advice. And that's something you have to be wary about. Because like you said, it's some snakes in the grass that'll get close to you and smile in your face because they want what you got. And I think I said it last episode, but misery absolutely positively loves company. You can't be, you have to, you have to be friends with like energy. You know what I'm saying? You cannot attract. You cannot be positive, happy, trying to get somewhere. But you associating yourself with these miserable sandbags that don't want to be nothing and do nothing. You can't. You want to leech off what you got going on. You can't. But I'm... I will take the time to say this publicly on my podcast. I absolutely love my best friend. Tashandra has been there through the ups and the downs. You know, Cobra has been there. But I will say this, that I have the best group of friends, and I am grateful. I thank God for the presence of my friends in my life. My friends that became your friends. Well, whatever. They my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Okay, the next one we have is co-workers. Yeah, co-workers are the same as friends. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to differentiate a whole little bubble for co-workers, because it's the exact same thing. You just have to be protective of your energy. No matter who you're around, whether it be friends, co-workers, but just surround yourself with like-minded people who are trying to have something, who are trying to be something. You can't be positive and be around mess. It's just not going to work like that. Right. You're absolutely right. Like I said, we don't, need, we don't have to go a whole 10 minutes bill on that. So we're going to move right along to social media and social media is the like I've been waiting to get to this topic since like I, I was like why he don't have this on the top of the list because here it is in 2020 and we know social media is ridiculous in this day and age you got Facebook 
You got Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Tumblr, and everything. My first experience with social media was, well, our first experience was, I'm not going to mention the name, but it was a girl who came on, on my on my wife's page and said, he ain't no good. He's supposed to be my husband. He should have been with me. But I've never had a relationship with this girl. I never touched her inappropriately. I told I told the girl from the jump, hey, I'll be your friend, but I'm not interested in you like that. So I don't know how she got to the point where I should have been her husband. I should have been with her. I'm a dog. I'm no good. And my wife jumped off real quick. Your wife got out of character. I got out of context. I became a completely different person. I don't let people, I try not to let people and their negative energy invade my space. Like, you cannot make me feel any kind of way that I don't want to feel. You know what I mean? When you get that much control over me, it's a problem. And I, you know, that day, I, 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 I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. I cursed her out. I really did. I cursed her out on Facebook and we never heard from her again. But, you know, as far as not even that, not even being contacted, but I feel like airing dirty laundry on social media is the biggest problem. Oh, yeah. I feel like not even who you talk to. We, we'll get to talking in, in a minute. But I feel like the biggest problem is airing your dirty laundry on Facebook. Let me be a little bit more transparent for people who don't know what I mean when I say airing dirty laundry. I mean, when you have a problem within your relationship, and instead of you sitting down talking like an adult with your partner, you run and you talk about it on social media. And then you got hundreds or two or three hundred people giving comments who really don't know both sides of the story or don't know what's going on. Husband, in the 10 years of our relationship, the five years of our marriage, how many times have you been bad-mouthed on social media, husband? Not one time, are you? Talk about it. How many times has your now wife ran to social media and I ain't talking about Facebook messaging with my best friend because that's how we communicate. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about making hateful posts or you know, just to bad mouth you. Not or to bad mouth to bad mouth something that might be going on in our relationship. Never. And I'm not gonna portray us to be the perfect couple because we're not. You know, we go through things, we have our issues, that's like everybody else. But one thing that I will never, never do is sit somewhere behind the keyboard and tell the world about what's going on in my relationship. Now, it's been said about me that I love social media, and I do. I love posting. I love social media. I love posting pictures of places we go and things we do. But what I will not do is run the social media and tell social media anything bad, any of the negative stuff, any of the drama, any of the nothing. Because I feel like anything that goes on should be discussed. It should be handled between you and the person that you're with. 
there is no way that any of these outside influences should be control controlling your relationship. Because outside influences are very sneaky, and the only thing they do is work to aggravate the existing problem. They don't solve anything. You should work together to stay on the same page. Right. You should be clear with each other about what's important, clear with each other about your boundaries, make sure you love each other, respect each other, and communicate with each other. And always remember, your relationship, your marriage, your whatever you want to call it, comes first. Everything else is secondary. The outside influences, the parents, kids, friends, social media, whatever is secondary. Put your relationship on that pedestal. Put your relationship on that pedestal. Respect the boundaries. Respect feelings. And in the end, love each other. If you're having a problem, work it out with the person you're with. It's not for the world to know because when you go talk to other people about it, they're going to be they're going to have hate for that person you're with. Therefore, that's going to cause another problem within itself. So, stick with each other. Oh, absolutely. Work it out between you and him or you and her. You and her. That's all it takes. Them the only two pieces to the puzzle. One person and the next person. That's it. It's two pieces. This ain't a 20-piece puzzle. This ain't a 30-piece puzzle. Like I said before, relationships are not meant for three-way calling. They're not meant for um, group chats, live Facebook videos, none of that. It's meant for the privacy between you and another person. Thank y'all for listening. Amen. Yes, thank y'all so, for listening. So, I chose this week. Are we going to let the sun choose next week? Or oh, are no. Next, week, next week's topic is going to be about self-love and self-respect and its importance when it comes to relationships. And we'll have uh, Mr. Chandra Jeffers, which is our best friend. Um, she will be a guest on next week's podcast. So you guys look out for that. Um, and like I say, self-love is going to be the topic. Hit us up at FTHpodcast2020 at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us. You can also find us on Facebook. It's been so much fun talking to you guys today. From our heart to yours. From our heart to yours.